Welcome to OsteoCast, where we talk all things osteopathy, functional anatomy, and movement. With your hosts, myself, Colby Brokel, Amanda Boysen, and Sarah Pucal. Welcome back, everyone. OsteoCast is at it again, doing another podcast here for you guys, myself, Amanda, and Sarah. Today's, uh, today's podcast is going to have a little bit different focus opposed to chatting about uh, specific anatomy and physiology or what we're doing or what osteopathy is. Uh, we're going to go back and look at a couple of quotes or, or uh, sentences, etc., from uh, early osteopathy just to talk about some of the main principles of osteopathy and what osteopathy is all about and, and how they thought about it then. We're not so much going to debate because both of the principles here, or the, the quotes make sense, but we're just going to discuss them a little bit because back then, you know, early 1900s, the terms and terminology and speaking was a little bit different. So um, Mandy or Sarah, do you have anything that you guys want to touch on before we uh, get into the first one? I think no, you said okay. it. I think that the um, timeline that these were written are just a little bit different. So it's, we just have to keep that in mind when when reading them. Yeah, that's all. Um, okay. So uh, to keep in mind, just to, to, to tune in with you guys a little bit, we've had a couple of episodes out now. And we're just working away with some new ideas. And as we always do, we'd like to ask if you guys have any ideas or thoughts, please reach out to us and let us know so we can – uh, take care of those or, or learn with you guys so you guys can learn at the same time as we are and uh, and go from there. We're always looking for interaction with the people listening. On top of that, be critical of us. Please give us some feedback so that we can continue to get better. Don't be shy to send us a message or an email or whatever it may be to let us know what we can do better to make the podcast better, both quality as well as content, okay? Um, without, uh, without any more, we'll get into our first quote. Uh, the first one's a, a Dr. Still quote, who's the founder of osteopathy. And the quote is, uh, to find health should be the object of the doctor. Anyone can find disease. So what do you guys think about that? Well, there's laughing because I can hear Jack uh, drinking his water in the back. Oh my gosh, I know. He's so loud. <laughs> He's very loud. Okay. Colby's dog, Jack, everyone. Featured guest for today's podcast. If he ever stops drinking water, it'll be a good day. <laughs> there you go. Good boy. Uh, so All right. It's so imperative so, to our practices. Um, and it really, at least for myself, it really stands behind what osteopathy means to me. And just our, our focus when we come into practice every day. You know, we come in looking for the health of our clients. Uh, really focused on prevention. So I love how it says anyone can find disease, but not everyone looks for health. And I do feel like that is true in today's society. Um, so looking for health, meaning we want your body, we want everything to move, mind, body, spirit, soul, to move as well as it can, to feel as good as it can. And when you feel good, when you look good, you move good. You're not too worried about feeling sick or, um, you know, of course, if you feel good, you're not sick. I think this also, think, yeah, I think this also sets us apart just in our, the way that we assess as well. Like we're not going in and looking for to name something or to find a diagnosis necessarily because osteo, as osteopathic manual practitioners, we, we don't make medical diagnoses. 
Um, so that's not necessarily our, our end goal is to find that diagnosis. Our end goal is to figure out what's not moving, how that's affecting the overall functioning of the body, and then how we can help that move so that the health can be restored. So again, just like you said, Sarah, it's going back to our founding principles and making sure that we're, we're just looking at it from a different angle. Well, and obviously the the fact that we're not looking for the disease is important, but I think one of the things to point on, uh, to, to mention on this as well is that osteopathy itself is about developing health in the body. The, the body wants to be healthy. It wants to heal itself. It has self-healing, self-regulating principles to the body. And I think part of this is most bodies will have some sort of dysfunction or disease if you're looking for it. But I think that what it's looking, or part of this quote is that if you can find what is healthy and build off of what is healthy when you're, you're dealing with a patient, that is how the patient is going to progress and get healthier through time. So it's not necessarily just about finding, you know, things that work well or not necessarily looking for disease, but looking at the entire system as osteopathy always does. But it's, I think it's also in tune to saying, Hey, what is healthy right now? Okay. We have a hip that's moving terribly, but the ribs are doing great. So let's build off of the ribs. How can we use those ribs in order to affect the hip? You know what I mean? Yes, definitely. Anything, any other, so, and anything else with this quote? So obviously it's a short quote guys, and we want to keep the podcast kind of short, but this one has a lot of meaning to it. So I was just curious if, if you guys have any other uh, content or any, any other thoughts with this. I think from a, like when we talk about healing, it happens through mind, body, spirit. We look at um, anatomy as our, our way into the body, but I think it's really important from like just a mental health perspective with patients as well. If you're constantly being told that you're being diagnosed with this or that, it can become that kind of taking that on as like, that's who I am. And we just have a whole different way of looking at things. So instead of, you know, having a patient... Yep come in and say, Hey, this is what you have. Here's what you're going to do. Here's how it works. It's like, no, everything's moving well. Like this is what's moving well. This is how it's, you know, this is why we're going to be able to find, get some change from your body. Um, and it's from that side and being able to communicate that with patients too. It's often a breath of fresh air for them. Um, I know with a lot of people in my practice, that's just talking about their body in a different way gives them that oh, okay, I'm not broken. So from that perspective, it can yeah. just be well, another the, way of looking at things. Yeah, and, and there's going to be another quote that we get to in a little bit, but another component that I want to mention on, on this one is that when you're talking about finding disease, that's finding things that are grossly working incorrectly and it's not challenging in terms of a skill set to find things that are working Ter- terribly essentially right if there's a knee that's completely dysfunctional or someone has a you know obstruction of a bowel obviously we can't diagnose that but in the medical world the physicians those are not difficult things to diagnose and find where in our case the the purpose is opposed to finding those difficult things is to have the skill developed to find what's working properly and and how we can use that to affect the things that aren't working well and keep in mind guys uh, as an audience here these quotes are from the early 1900s, and at the time, osteopaths in the United States were physicians as well. So they're complete, and they, they still are now, but they're completely licensed medically as well, opposed to just manually, like we are here in Canada. Yeah, very good point. 
Um, and just to kind of piggyback on what you're both saying, just for, you know, if you're coming in or if you've never seen an osteopath before and, you know, you're coming in for some type of pain or just for overall wellness, um, I do find we get a lot of, I personally get a lot of clients that come in just because they want to feel better and they want to be healthier. Um, they don't always come in with a, you know, a list of problems, but just more that they know it's in a holistic approach to the body and um, just getting things to move better and focusing on where that blood is and how can we encourage that blood to go uh, to the rest of the body, maybe the areas where it's um, not flowing as freely because the hip is not working as well as it should, or, you know, there's a knee that's not moving as well as it can. Yeah. I don't think we've, uh, we've talked about those main principles of osteopathy on a podcast, but it's something that we should, uh, we should probably do at some point in time, just so we can elaborate on these things we're talking about, right? Like we haven't talked about those, the four main principles, have we? So our four osteopathic principles are one, that the body is a dynamic unit of function. Two is that structure and function are inter reciprocally interrelated on all levels, that the body is self-healing and self-regulating, and that rational treatment uses those three principles. Yeah, right on. To guide. Exactly. So we will talk about, we'll probably do a podcast in the, the near future on those and just elaborate on those a little bit. But the main components there being that our body always wants to be healthy on its own. And that if any structure, so any fascia, muscle, bone, etc. is in dysfunction, the physiology related to it will also be in dysfunction. And then of course, the body is a dynamic unit, of, uh, a dynamic unit, basically meaning everything is connected, everything moves and works together. So we'll get into that in another podcast in the near future, just to elaborate on that a little bit for you guys. Yes. And that just kind of helps highlight what we've been reiterating regarding, you know, to find health. You know, we look at the body working together as an entire unit and using our principles of treatment to find that health and to know what treatment to use and what's appropriate at what times and what level of um, layers we should be working on. Uh, and level of layers, meaning levels of tissue in the body from fascia, muscular, ligamentous to bony. Yeah. I can't believe we haven't talked about that yet. Crazy. We'll get to it. All right. Um, do you guys have anything? Once, but not, not in depth. Not in depth, no. Did you guys have anything else that you wanted to mention on our, uh, our first quote there? The quote was, uh, to find health should be the object of the doctor. Anyone can find disease. No, we summed it up quite well. All right. And then, of course, audience, if you guys have anything to add or any questions in regards to that, please reach out to us. We want to interact with you guys as much as we can. Uh, the second quote that we have going here plays along the same lines. It's just a little bit different and has uh, the wording makes it sound slightly contradictory, but of course, the meaning is not. So the quote here is, uh, an osteopath is only a human engineer who should understand all the laws governing the human engine and thereby master disease. So when you guys want to walk us through that one and, and tell us what you think it means and how it works. Well, I love the first sentence. An osteopathic physician is only a human engineer, which I think is huge um, in the sense that, you know, we come in and we look at the body as a huge mechanical organism so how can we get the mechanics in that body working better so um and kind of referring to us as a human engineer so we want to make sure we consider all components the electrical component mechanical component fluid component 
Um, and what all that means are the nerves moving well, is the blood flow moving well? Uh, mechanics, again, goes back to the layers of tissue and the joints and the bones and is everything moving in harmony and towards health. So as well as it can based on that person's health and based on their lifestyle and we always kind of say health bank account, meaning how much health do they have available to them at this time? So just that first part of that quote alone is has so much meaning, and you could probably talk about that for another ten minutes if you wanted to. And then the next, without doubt, yeah. yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Do you want to have anything to add, anyone, before I continue? No, you do your thing, Sarah. We'll talk after. Okay, and then the next part of that quote, we go into who should understand all the laws governing his engine and thereby master disease. So again reiterating that the osteopathic physician, or in our case in Canada, a manual osteopath, we need to be aware of all the laws of the body, meaning we need to understand our anatomy, our physiology, and then going back to the principles of osteopathy. So making sure we use the right tool from our toolbox for what that client needs or what that body needs to help those mechanics and get that engine moving better regarding all components of fluid mechanics and electrical. All right. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, I agree completely on the humans and uh, human engineer. So everyone knows how engineers work. They're very meticulous and they're looking at all of the details to plan things out. So we're in the same boat as, as an osteopathic practitioner. You have to understand the anatomy and physiology to a, a, the highest level in order to be able to, to be meticulous and take those things apart and understand completely how they work which is understanding all the governing laws of the human engine that also has to play into how those, uh, how that anatomy and those structures function together. So the physiological component. So if there is, let's say a, a ligament that's got a little bit of restriction on it, that's pressing on a nerve, how will that affect what the nerve supplies? So having a strong, very detailed understanding of what is present and how it works as well as how it can affect the other components. And then the last Part of that is I find very important is that thereby mastering disease, which is is an interesting part of it because we just talked about, you know, anybody can find disease in the previous quote. And this one talks about mastering disease. It's kind of contradictory. But the the difference is that this one is saying if you have the full understanding of every single component of the human body and how it works and how it moves and how it functions, then you will understand disease. So there's no reason to master and study each disease process because if you don't understand how those diseases or how those problems or dysfunctions in our case can occur and why and how the anatomy works in that and the physiology works in those lesion patterns, then there's no point in understanding disease. So you will master and understand dysfunction disease if you understand what is healthy, what healthy normal positions are. Exactly. And I think just going back to knowing the anatomy and the physiology um, it's not just enough to understand, for example, the brachial plexus or all the branches, cords, and all the pieces of it and where they go, but actually how those things physically sit in the body. So are, do they run, they run posterior to the clavicle, but then where does the blood flow intersect and do things run behind in front? Do they weave back and forth? Because that's really important when it comes to understanding what you were just talking about, Colby if a ligament is tight or you're having some restriction of motion through a certain part in the body, 
how is that then affecting those pieces? And it all plays into where those things actually, actually are located in the body. Of course. Yeah. And to like both of these quotes, as you can see by what we're talking about, they both play back to the same thing. You need to have a solid understanding of the anatomy and physiology in order to be an effective practitioner in order, and in order to be able to, to provide good treatment and understand how the body's working. So it's interesting that you have two different quotes from around the same time, a, a couple of years apart. Um, but the, the main component, the main principle of both of them is that in order to understand how the body is working and to understand, you know, may that be a dysfunction or health, whatever it may be, you have to have a very solid understanding of that anatomy and physiology. So that'll continue to be a, an underlying principle. And I can't remember who said the quote, but I might have been Dr. Still, I think. Um, but they said that every lesson begins and ends with anatomy. Yeah, Dr. Still. Yeah. So again, every lesson begins and ends with anatomy. Everything it resolves around knowing, revolves around knowing what you're dealing with. And you have to have that high understanding. And if I remember too, when we were in Kirksville, they were talking about the the anatomy scores in the early 1900s to past school actually i think it was the late 1800s um it was a 90 percent, wasn't it just to pass the anatomy yeah. program was the yeah, minimum pass well. which is which is outstanding and that's I think how at one time it was a hundred percent though was it not i can't remember and then it was adjusted i know that it was 90 yeah. percent for sure at one point in time but that's like you have to have a 90 percent just to pass which is is that's how important understanding the anatomy is in osteopathy and being able to treat patients and help them Cool. Do you guys have I anything too, to add on these those? two quotes? Yeah, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, when you look at these two quotes and, and a lot of osteopathic quotes that probably we'll end up talking about, um, they all come back to principles. So none of these are, are taking, you know, this is in dysfunction and this is how to fix it. And they all relate back to a principles-based approach, which is how we were taught as well. But that that provides an unlimited and endless ways to be able to treat the body. Absolutely. Because as soon as you understand it, you're not bound by one way of one way of fixing it or one way of applying a technique to the body. You're you're you have an endless toolbox of ways to approach it and just based on how the body responds, you're able to adjust that approach because it's principles. Yes. Yeah, it's not about the approach. It's about how you affect the anatomy and physiology, and you can do that in many ways. Yeah, that's such a good point, Mandy. And I think a point maybe we'll bring back up in a later podcast, but just the ability to provide osteopathic care in any position, in any format, basically, based on principles and you understand how the body works, you can treat somebody no matter what's going on, if they can only stand, if they can only sit, if... You know, if they don't want you to touch their right leg, no problem. We can work around that and get that leg to drain anyway. So just the principles based is very, very big component of what we do. Without a doubt. Good, good. Um, do you guys have any other components to add to those those couple of quotes or this discussion? No, I think we covered it no? off. All right. I think we'll call it there for this one here. Um, thank you guys for tuning in and listening to us ramble on and, and talk about some stuff that we find interesting that hopefully you guys find interesting. Um, 
for the time being, if you want to get a hold of us, you can send us an email or check us out on Instagram at osteocast underscore. Uh, you can message us there, comment on anything for, for some inter, uh, feedback, anything you have. Otherwise, you guys have a good day. Enjoy yourselves, and we will talk to you soon, okay? Bye.